A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Chart Topic Show, stopping the best podcast in the world! <laughs> we just get it, just get it, just get it. Welcome to episode two. We're back, we're recording. How are you, Jess? I'm fabulous, thank you, Zoe. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm absolutely brilliant today. <laughs> and why is that? Because <laughs> I'm here recording with you and I just love it. I love it as well. Hello everybody, hope you're all doing well, thank you so much again for listening to episode one, I hope you loved it and had a good laugh, we found it absolutely hilarious, it was so fun. Yeah, we really enjoyed that one. It was really good. That was a good laugh. But today we thought we're going to have a little bit more of a deeper chat, not too deep, we don't want to be too serious here, but just, you know, a nice chat, getting to know one another and getting to know you guys, we've had lots of things been sent in and we would love to discuss them because I think we have some very similar opinions on a few things and I think think we should be vocal about it yeah we just want to talk about relatable real life situations correct and one of them being the big difference between zoe and i which doesn't really seem that apparent when we're together but no i am now 32 this year and you 26 26 yeah it's hilarious actually and i know a lot of people probably feel the same but when COVID obviously happened, I think I was like 20, 28 or 29, I can't remember, when it all kicked off. You must have been 29 because remember it was your 30th during it. Yeah, because I climbed Killy in 2019, October, and that I climbed that on my 28th birthday. Yeah, it was 20th. 29th 20, birthday. 20th. 
20 that we've done yeah we got called Virginia that's right and I feel like obviously I had all these big plans and a lot of people did for those my 30th birthday celebrations and everything upcoming as well I think we were going to go to Miami weren't we actually and so many things got cancelled it was just bad times but I also feel like I'm quite grateful for a few things that happened with Covid so there's a lot of it to thank for but I do feel like there's an element of missing out or time has been lost and even though it hasn't it's just been different to what you planned I do think it was like panic stations when I turned 30 and now all of a sudden I'm coming into 32 and I'm thinking shit am I behind in life yeah am I at the right stage where I need to be and yeah. I think people just feel like they have actually lost two years of their life. And yeah. then that, like, see if you were graduating uni in that time or leaving school or anything like that, you then have lost the first two years or you've lost what it should have been like Yeah, in the two years. Imagine if you were just turning 18 and you couldn't even go out until you were 20. Yeah, exactly. You've missed all those, like, years of partying all being young. So it's like setbacks and... even for just, like, the fun stuff that you want to do. Never mind, like, the exactly. big life things that people then get stressed about. And it's also sort of, like, cemented in your personality, like we were just saying, before we started this pod but how unsociable we feel like we've become since beforehand so many people are the same and yeah we just think there's a lot of pressures from society and social media when it comes to not just women men as well but a lot of women when it comes to obviously reproducing and marriage and things like that so we thought it would be quite interesting to start this topic and I thought we could just start it by speaking about how you feel about it and how I feel about it and then we can go into everybody's suggestions and we can just discuss I think my feelings on it have changed with some things because obviously I grew up with a split family which to me is just normal because it was before I was even I was in the womb and also even if I wasn't my brother was too so he doesn't remember it Mm -hmm. being any different either yeah so for us like it's not an issue never was actually it's got its perks because it was like you got two of of everything when you were (laughs) younger like two Christmases Christmases, two birthdays like all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so it's not I just don't see it as a negative at all and also like I've got an amazing stepmom like I have more brothers and sisters because of it as well yeah I did used to say like I don't want to get married like what's the point like it doesn't last I don't want to be like mom and dad but even though there's nothing wrong with my mum and dad. It was just more like, what's the point in getting married when it might not last? Mm-hmm. But that was quite a young opinion, I would say, because now I want to get married, but I'm not desperate to. Yeah. Like, I, I think I will sure. get married. I'm not against it, but I'm not like... You know, people say they've got their Pinterest boards and they've thought about it since forever and they know what dress they're going to want. I'm like, that. I don't have any of that. I mean, neither. Like, that's I've not... I've never been like that. Like, I could tell you what kind of, like, vibe I would want my wedding to be like, but I couldn't tell you what dress I want, no. what, anything like that, nothing. And I also think there's nothing wrong with that. I just feel like, I don't know if it's the way I was when I was growing up, but for me, I, again, was from a split family. My parents split when I was 18 months, and I was an only child. So I was an only child till I was actually 18 when my dad remarried and had my little sister. I've always had this idea that marriage wasn't workable. I'm not going to dish out the number on this pod, but there's been multiple marriages between my parents. <laughs> well, that's exact same with me. Yeah, a lot. Um, and not that that's a problem, but I, I feel like if you were brought up in a household where your parents were together growing up, I do feel like you do have the, maybe more of an idea of this happy ending, lovely marriage. Like I always think this as well, Zoe, and if you're the same... And it's not like my parents dislike one another because they do get along. But if I had a wedding, at the top table for me, that whole thing, no, that's just cringy yeah. for me. That's just not a normal scenario to have. I know I get anxious or I feel like I'd rather just not put myself through that position and plan a wedding. I'd maybe rather elope and just do it with us two because the idea of having all the family under one roof is <laughs> just, no. 
You can't do it. I know. It's, I think it's. I think more of like when like we're older and you picture like I remember being places and you have both sets of parents. Well, both sets of grandparents would have been there mm. if your parents are together. Mm-hmm. But now it's like once you're then got a partner, you've then got your set and their, their set. set. So then if it's a split family, you've actually got three sets of people. Yeah. So it kind of just it becomes a bit unbalanced. Yeah. But actually, for me, I don't actually think people necessarily think they'll about the happy ending thing because their parents are together. Because a lot of the time, they're probably miserable. Yeah, they, well, yeah, that is true. But like yeah. you do hear that as well, and, that, yeah. and then that puts people off because they're like, "Well, my parents people been together for years, but they're not happy." And they're then under the impression that once you're married, it's so hard to get out. get get out of it. When actually, that's just not true. Yeah. And also, my mum and dad are so friendly; like it's the ideal situation. Yeah, that's I actually good. don't. I just don't have a negative. Yeah. thought on it but I know that's not the case for everyone because no, what happened course. to you later on in life which it has to like a few of my friends quite they then struggle me. with like the parents getting new partners and stuff yeah. because they're so like everyone Use else should parents. still be their priority and I'm like but we're adults now so it's not really like they need to go that live their life now too yeah sure so it is like a, it's different for everyone yeah I just think as well me me and Richard have been together for eight years now, the question that is asked, not just to me, but also to him a lot is, when you're getting a ring on your finger then? And it's a, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah. I, number one, I, I actually don't find it offensive when anybody asks me these questions, by the way. I'm just going to say that. I, I understand that it comes from a place of just, you know, they're just interested and in, they, they want the... They, this you know, conversation. Yeah, and they, and they that's what they just think it's normal to ask that sort of question, I guess. It's okay not to want to get married. And I think that's something that should be discussed more. It, not everything is with a rule book. You don't, be, you're not born and then you have to then go to school. You then have to go to university. You have to pass your driving test. Yeah. Then you have to go and get engaged, married, babies, mortgage, all that bullshit. It's like, why does it have to be in that order? Why can't people just live their life how they want to live their life? Why is there this rule book that if you don't do it, you failed? And yeah. I think that's what, and I understand that's maybe a lot of the, like elder people's, not maybe not elder people, like my parents or grandparents. It's just old fashioned, like traditions, yeah. really, isn't it? Exactly. But I just feel like that needs to stop because that puts people under pressure. And let's say, for example, you know, you didn't want to have children, which I, and I'm going to be honest on this pod, I don't know yet if I, that's what I want. And I'm 32 and I do have this pressure constantly. Your time's ticking, blah, blah, blah. Like, I do have polycystic ovaries as well. So that is another thing for me that I think people are saying, but you need to hurry up because you've got that. Like, my nan says that to me a lot. And I understand she only means it being genuine. But actually, then I think, well, if I do leave it a bit later, will I struggle to conceive? Or will I even be able to conceive? Yeah. And will I then regret it later in life? Which, how do you know? It's so much pressure to understand if you will regret, A, having a child, which some people would probably admit. Yeah. Or B, wish I had them. I think it's just a big... Like, I don't really feel it at all, obviously, because I'm a bit younger. Yeah. And, and I, you moved and in with Jason pretty quick, didn't yeah. you? Like, well, we moved in just, well, about a year and a half of being together. Mm-hmm. So that was quite quick, but there's no... That was just because, like, the way it happened and it worked and that was fine. But it doesn't... I'm not now, like, okay, on to the next thing. Engagement. No, not to be and then it wouldn't be on to the wedding. Then it wouldn't be on to the kids. Like, it's yeah. just not... I think now people are so aware that what difference does 
saying your husband and wife actually make it doesn't really like I know financially and all that it ties you in in ways but see if you wanted to go to mortgage with someone that's a big commitment I've like, got two cats as well I mean that, that's a baby like what would be <laughs> what would actually been married to Richard change. it would make no difference it wouldn't change anything I could change my surname by depot if I really needed to yeah no and I could put a ring on this finger if I wanted. But it just doesn't. But you got to understand, I'm not a religious person, so yeah, well, I, I'm not either. So I, if I got I married, I wouldn't that's get a married. Thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't get married in a church because um, I am christened, but it's just not what I want. Yeah, and you know when I do, I absolutely, by the way, love weddings. I don't know if you feel the same. Love I love them. a wedding. It's such a good party. I love it. I love it. I, I even don't mind the church part. I'll sit there and sing, flipping, "Come by, ah, my lord," and all that. If you want me to, I like the hymns. But no, I like. You give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. burning. Yeah, that's a good one. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. And I'm singing, and I love it, and I'm I happy remember for doing them. It at school, sang it all at school. Mm. But I'm not. I don't think I'm christened or anything like that. But no. my dad's side of the family are Catholic and my mum's isn't. But did so you know you can't get married in a church if not one of you is christened? I'm not sure. But you know, you definitely can't get married in a chapel. You can't do Catholic if you're not. Is it? Okay. If you're not Catholic. Yeah, so I do love all that. But when I, I've been to a few weddings this year, actually, and when I was stood there, and it's funny because me and Richard both said the same thing when we left. We were like, that was beautiful. But all that, what they talk about there, I don't understand it. I no, don't no. understand. It also makes it so much longer. And it's and it then becomes it actually becomes really like impersonal because they're not talking about both of you, they're talking about God. Like what God thinks of marriage and what marriage yeah. means and all this. It's not actually about you two getting married. Mm. So even a lot of religious people don't have a religious wedding. You just want to speak nicely about the couple and then kind of get it over with and then go yeah. on to the good part. I have actually been to a wedding like that, though, where they had, I don't know what it was called, it's called something. A humanist? They, that's it, humanist, and they actually just spoke about their life, and I loved it. I was so interested listening to both of them mm-hmm. and why and how they fell it's in love. It's kind of the same as funerals, though, because that's a lot of people want to get specific people to read or will kind of conduct the funeral because they'll only talk about that person's life and you tell them like the key parts that you want them to talk about so that because see if you go to a funeral just to kind of support someone if I came to one with you or whatever I wouldn't know that much about that person so it's actually and then you feel quite nice you think oh they actually had such a great life yeah and also I think you forget your grandparents were once like this age but but my mum had me at 26 yeah that's like me having a five-year-old now yeah, I just can't see it. I know. But, but then again, I've got friends that had babies young, and mm-hmm. and then I look at them, I think, fuck, you know, when I'm older and I'm having a baby, if I can, You've done it. at 35, their kid's going to be 10, they're going to be able to have this reborn life again when yeah, I'm already, like, it's just, oh, this is what I mean, <laughs> it wrecks my head. It wrecks my head, and I just think, just, can I be asked? I'm not sure. Birth. No. Any mums out there, how do you do it? How do you give birth? Because... <laughs> No, I got the ick thinking well, about I can, it. I can tell you how if you want. No, thanks. <laughs> I just, honest to God. I can tell you the signs. The whole thing. <laughs> the, the birds and the bees. <laughs> I just, honestly, cannot get my head around how people go through that. And then just bounce back and then you see them and they look the same again. I'm like, two days ago you had a massive... Yeah, not everyone. Some well, people. not everyone. But I, I would, like, I know for a I fact... I would bounce back. I'd I be would, a big deflated yeah, balloon. I would blow up. Inflated. The balloon. I would be swollen from the hair particles in the top of my head to the hair particles <laughs> in my big toe. Like, I would be swollen from the get-go. Yeah. I just know it. Water retention at an all-time high. Whereas, like, my technically sister-in-law who just had a baby, even when she was pregnant with her big bump, she was still so slim-armed. Was it just slim. like a bump? It was just a bump. She just looked great. 
And even after it, when I went up to the hospital to meet Millie, she was like, look at the state of me. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like How good you look. How good you look. Mm. And even when we left, Jason was like, can you imagine what you would look like? If that was <gasps> but just thinking that, like, she hadn't like, washed her hair yet. Like, obviously, it's only been not even 24 hours, but... I'm like a frizz ball, so even when I wake up in the morning and I've washed it the night before, it's mental. But Hagrid. So I'm like, I would just look awful. You know, when I was young growing up, people used to say to me, uh, oh, you've got such childbearing hips. Sorry? What the fuck does that mean? That's like basically wide hips. Basically mean I've got wide hips, they're ready for you to give so birth. So a baby can just be that stored in between. Gusting. No, I can't you have that. that to me wrong I can't have that so yeah things like this give me a lot of pressures but actually terrified not even having the baby having a baby or being able to conceive actually physically having it I, I'm terrified terrified yes, of it so and also I've got a bit of a phobia of not having control of like you know like through Covid people were losing taste smell like right. I had I think at the very very start when, when that wasn't really a known symptom so I wasn't overthinking it but then when people started to talk about how they weren't getting it back properly, see, my fear is not having control of that. So, like, see, if, see I couldn't uh, smell, I would freak out about that. What? To be like, Why how are you can having I... a baby, you mean? No, this isn't related oh, to, like, sorry. being pregnant. Well, that's where I'm going to get to. But I would, like, panic that, what if I don't ever get it back? Right. Like it's, and see if I was trying to smell like a candle and I couldn't, it would frustrate me so much. So, see, the thought of having a bump and, like, it just getting bigger and bigger and just having to deal with it. And then... And then you know you can't do certain things, you can't eat certain things, you Ooh. can't lie on your front, obviously. I'm like, that frustration would drive me mental. But on the flip side... And then actually, how and then actually doing it. amazing is a woman's body to be able yeah, to do no. that though? One minute there's just that, that full-size baby in it, and then honestly, five seconds later, it's wrapped up like a wee burrito. <laughs> I'm sorry, but somebody actually grew you in, your tum- in their tummy, and you right now are, are this human being sat there. Like, that's mad, don't you think? Yeah. It's bonkers. It does free the the world. It's a wonderful place. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we asked on our story yesterday. What pressures from society, social media, or coming of age are you feeling at the moment? And we had tons of responses. Probably, I would say, quite similar um, thoughts and feelings. How we feel. Obviously, we have people out there that do, that are married and do have children and. Obviously, we're not. We're very happy for you. We absolutely love it. But if if that's not what you want, that's also okay. And I think the prob- the problem that we have is the questions that are asked. And I'm constantly being asked by family, "When am I having a baby? When am I getting married?" As is Richard, and I'm guessing Zoe. Now you've moved in with Jason, and you've been together, you know, a longer time. You get asked that question. Yeah. And neither of us mind as such, but there are people out there that A, can't conceive naturally or are struggling or probably just don't want children. That is fine. There could be so many reasons, like one being the big one, which maybe they can have kids. So that's a really touchy subject for people. Yeah, absolutely. And also maybe they've like lost parents young or whatever and they don't feel they've got that support system. Like there could literally be a million reasons. money. And you don't have like... Who are you to ask? And see as well, like someone could just be having a really bad day and then you've brought this back up to them and it's yeah. just a big thing to put on someone. Sure. Another pressure I think I feel as well is I obviously live here and I'm I'm away so far away from my family. Yeah. And I would love them to be in the child's life, but I'd also need that support. I'm, I've heard from a lot of friends and family like, oh, you need your parents or you need some somebody there mm-hmm. to help you. And I don't have any of that. So that is another reason as to why it does not appeal to me. Yeah. At this moment in time. Because you also don't 
really want to move back home as such either. But so. I also don't want to be stuck in a flat with a baby, if I'm being honest with you. I no, I know, but in terms of where you live, you, you're not, like, desperate to I'm move fi- home home. No, no, like I love it here. here. Obviously, I love it here. This is another problem. I wish I could plonk everyone from Leicester and Glasgow. Up here, I know. Great time. We've got a lot on the kind of marriage, kids thing, and it is just a few people saying that they can't conceive naturally as well. Yeah, that's um, a shame. But then there is some as well. It's like pressure to have kids. I'm 22, I'm 24. 22. I'm like, that is so young. You've still got your whole life to live. That's mad. Why are people asking you at the age of 22 when you're going to meet I'm someone? Like, in my opinion, that must be like elderly grandparents or Maybe. strangers because they obviously did have kids so much younger like back in the day and get or they would get married really quick then have kids really quick so it must be that someone's also said that it makes her really sad when a girl's only ambition is to get married and have kids and then they force that mindset on like other people there's so much more interesting things to do in life bar that that is so true because it sounds a t- tad harsh but it's my honest opinion and I do agree that's not harsh at all there is so much more better things to do than get married and have a kid but I also think the problem is <laughs> <laughs> sorry like, Rich but no offence to anyone but no but there is though why does that have this is what I'm just I feel like I'm repeating myself but why does that have to be the only rule book to success well also what I think is some people are kind of oh you need to do one or the other no you don't you could actually you can actually you can do, do both all. like why does getting married mean that you can't go the girls trips anymore you can't go nights out anymore now Hell I'm married no, no one's stopping me going on my girls trips <laughs> never 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 but I think that's the problem and but also that's why people like talk about it in that way because it's like well, oh once you do that that's you you're wifed up yeah what do you you're, you're already, like, right now, I would say, well, yeah, I'm wifed up because I'm not available for other yeah. people. <laughs> I do think on the flip side, it's quite important to talk about that. Like, there's a lot of girls that maybe are married and have a baby and maybe stuck in a bit of a rut where they feel like they've, they couldn't, didn't have time to keep in touch with their friends mm-hmm. because that's, that is probably what happens. So I yeah, do feel like it is very important to try and not, like, lose yourself, make sure you do have some close-knit friends around you, do have time for yourself, self-care, go yeah. out occasionally. Don't just put your all into it obviously unless you want to but I do think it is important to still have an element of your your old self pre-baby yeah, and also your kids are eventually going to grow up yeah so see when all that happens then you're not having to look after them from morning till night every day sure or not at all when they're actually adults mm. so you still need people around you at that point but imagine in COVID as well people that had a baby in COVID in that beginning and they've had two full years of hardly any support that must be so hard especially for the child Mm -hmm. and the mum no support no social activity for the child that and that's probably all they're used to now because it's embedded in their personality pretty much you do hear quite a lot of mums saying or who have like newborns or young children through covid that they found it really hard to like go into nursery and all that kind of stuff because they're so they're not used to social situations that's horrible because it's even stupid things like you couldn't actually really go to the shops at one point Mad. Like, you couldn't go to just... Or you couldn't even go to a park because they, they blocked off all, like, yeah, the, the play parks. So even things like that, yeah, you don't think that your kid's socialising as such at that because they're running around on their own, but they're, they are seeing what's going on around them. Yeah, Whereas if you're stuck in a house, they're not seeing anything. But, yeah. And also, can you imagine how tough it is, how it would have been... And I know we've got a few friends that are in this situation, but being single in COVID and obviously people asking you this question must have been extremely difficult. I met Richard on Tinder and you met... <laughs> Jason um, in a bar in a bar so organically on a night out but 
if people, there's a lot of people out there that do not like dating apps. Yeah. They fucking hate them. Back then, eight years ago, Tinder was, I was on fire. It was like a game to me every night. I was loving life. <laughs> and <laughs> obviously you would make that a game. It was fantastic. Like you win, you lose. Yeah. Bye. And then basically, I think there's a lot of people out there that want that whole organic connection and meeting people in a natural way and they couldn't physically do it. And now they're suffering social anxiety going out on a night out. Bloody hard work. Yeah, because if then you're not wanting to go out as much, how how are you ever going to meet someone? And yeah. the problem is, people put the pressure on you when you're out. Like, is there anyone in here? It's like, see, when I was single, and I wasn't ever like desperately looking really, because obviously I was young anyway, so there was no pressure there to be with someone. But it would be like I'm out with my friends to enjoy my night with my friends. I'm not out to, to look, look for, for a, boy. a boy. Yeah. So as trying to find a balance, you're just kind of hoping you stumble into someone yeah. or you fall onto their knee and start kissing them in a bar, which is what happened to me. <laughs> You didn't even really like it that much at first, did you? No, I didn't text him back the next day. <laughs> Savage. And then six months later, I met him again in the same oh, bar. Oh, that was it. That was it. That was and it. then we started speaking that time. He said that I stared at him all night. I absolutely didn't. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I bet you did. Um, so, yeah, a lot on the kids and marriage. And then there's quite a few as well about trying to get a house. Like, wanting to own your own house rather than renting. But remember but now, if you cancel your Netflix, you'll be able to save for a mortgage, according <laughs> to the government. Motherfuckers. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, yeah, to buy a house, impossible to save for a mortgage while paying rent. Like, buying a house, but also just getting on, like, your career path, so you're not in a strong enough career yet to be able to save for your house. So it's kind of like a catch-22. I, I guess in your career, that's it's a hard one, that one, isn't it? I think when you're trying to save, like, I think the thought of saving is quite overwhelming. Like, I think the thought of the end result that you think you need can kind of put you off because you almost think, how am I ever going to save that amount? It's a lot of money. What I would advise is to have a number that you can afford every month to save. Like, don't over-save because then you're just going to leave yourself skin and you'll end up tapping into your savings all the time. But see, even if you start off, you can afford to do it, even if it's £100 a month. It will eventually build up and then you can maybe say, oh, could I actually do 200? And before you know it, you're maybe doing 400 a month. Yeah. There's a few things like ISIS and things that like help to buy ISIS schemes out there, isn't there? Yeah. I'm not sure how well, much they are, but... I used uh, help to buy, but that has a limit on it. Jason knows all the bank and stuff because he works for a bank. So he then looked into it and a lifetime ISIS is actually quite good because that's still got a limit, but you can put in as much as you want every month. Whereas I helped to buy, it was like £200 a month. So what I was finding is I was saving in that and then saving the other half of or whatever of my savings that month just in an account that you get nothing for. So then when you can put it into the lifetime ISA, even though you'll get to your limit quicker maybe, it's all building interest in that. You're getting the benefits from Mm. it. Whereas see if I stuck to the help to buy, I wouldn't have got that much benefit from that because I couldn't have saved enough in it. True. I mean, I, I was terrible with money growing up. I, I lived in London yeah, I'm so bad when I was 24 till 26. Couldn't I was living off £150 a month for a year. It was awful. My rent was £916. I still remember that to the day. And that was just for a bedroom, by the way, not even a house. It was a bedroom with an ensuite. That's wild. And um, I racked up four credit cards. Four. So I had four credit cards by the time I left London. Richard obviously moved up here and I moved up. And he massively helped me, like sort my money situation out he didn't give me money but he definitely supported me like if we went out he would pay for things back in the day and he said to me right every month you're going to pay chip away to chip away Mm -hmm. and I actually eventually ended up paying off it was the best feeling ever paying off those credit cards and then he said right now you've not got that out going every month so that was the most like because I was 
initially just paying off the interest. Mm-hmm. He's like, chip away at it. And then I ended up paying off that. But he said to me, let's set up a joint account. And that's where we put in. And I'm going to be honest, like, I was looking in the sense that I had somebody to save with. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are single yeah. that want to buy on their own. And it's, it is difficult, especially in this day and age, like, say this day and age. But... Even when we bought the house two years ago, it was easier to buy than it is now. Yeah, it's crazy just now. We were so lucky getting that flat as well. And I only got my flat because it was the last day of the first day of lockdown where they stopped house viewing. So if we put an offer in that day, we we pretty much would have got it, and that's what happened. So I just think definitely save, save, and obviously whatever I put in, he put in, and we completely put fifty fifty down the middle. And if it wasn't for me meeting someone, I don't think a I would have been strict enough with saving money, but b have been able to have afforded enough as quick as I did so I am very aware that I'm quite grateful in that aspect but I think I've I was never a good saver either and what I realized was it does become so much easier if you make it like a realistic target yes like obviously if the end result needs to be a certain amount even if you find that the thought of it too much yeah you need to work out how much you can actually afford to save a month it doesn't leave you absolutely skin skin. you still have a good time and live your life and then how, if you saved that, how long it would take you to get to your target. Yeah. And then you just need to do it consistently. Yeah. Whereas if you try to put 800 away one month, you're obviously going to lift that again because, yeah. well, depending on what you earn, obviously, but that's a lot, that's excessive if it doesn't need I to be like that. I just think as well, obviously, people you need a balance. rent, so it's, they're probably thinking it's so hard for me to save for a house while I'm paying so much rent. And obviously, having a mortgage is a lot cheaper than having rent. Yeah. I'm saving a lot. But... Let's also say that having a mortgage is absolutely not the be all and end all. If you don't have to have a mortgage, if you don't want to, you could rent for the rest of your life. No one's judging you. If you, if you... See, actually, in Scotland, we—I mean, I'm not going to get into st- statistics. I don't know them, but we have got like a big—you need to own your house culture. Why? Whereas even in England, it's not as much, and it's mm. definitely not abroad. See, abroad, even in like renting's the what people do. Like yeah, that's course, just yeah. what you do because then you can have it. In New you can York, get up and that. move. Like, yeah. you don't ever buy. Like, it's not a thing. In London, so, I suppose London, it's mostly renting, isn't yeah. it? Unless you... And also, I think if you are renting, but you want to buy, if you've got a space that you can move into, like, say, I c- you could move back to your parents or whatever. I've heard a lot of people do that recently as well. Like, friends yeah. of friends who already live together, like, partners or even on their own, and they've moved back in with someone so the, that they're not paying the rent anymore. On the topic of pressures of society, they're thinking that that's going backwards. So they're thinking, I don't want to move back in with my parents because maybe they have got them seeing someone or they don't. They just don't want to be seen that they're going back. And that's unfortunately, that's kind of like what you have to decide, I guess. If yeah. you want to save money and move out, then you're going to have to do these things and bite the bullet. But Yeah, exactly. A lot of people out there don't have the luxury of moving in back in with their parents. I mean, I don't have that if I needed to. There's no room for me there. <laughs> She's got two stepkids now. Mama would love a fucking back. Yeah, she would. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
around the joint. Yeah. Another thing, another big thing that people have spoke about is appearance. On the one hand, there's been such a shift towards accepting all bodies, but it's now so common for Botox fillers, etc., and young people to grow up. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like there's a huge shift, especially on social media with the whole being your true self, uh, body image, especially in the past, I don't know, what, three, four years? It's definitely been a good shift in that. But also fillers, you know how I felt about that Botox, I was completely against it, like on a personal level for, till I was 30. Yeah. And then I had baby Botox um, when I was 30 because I, well, I don't know, I just, again, if I'm being honest, probably pressures from society, probably felt like, you know, I did have like movement in my head. I didn't like it. My makeup wasn't going on smoothly. And I I knew somebody that I trusted that could do it quite subtly. And I loved it. And I'm not against it. And I really loved the result. And I've had it two or three times since. But it's not, I, I do feel like if these things make people feel better, and they do go to professional and they do their research beforehand. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, to be honest. Yeah, me too. It's your body at the end of the day. But I do feel like when I see young children, like my little sister, if she like edits a photo of herself or um, does talk about things like that, that makes me sad. I think, yeah. I can't believe you. this is affecting you so this young. Much. And mm-hmm. that is social media for you, unfortunately. I know. I do think if younger people was kind of like a different kettle of fish because they're not going to come off of social media yeah and they're just looking you do just copy people when you're younger especially when you're just like in high school or coming out of high school you just do what everyone else is doing around you if you're older and you still feel like you can like come away from what people are doing and you feel that you need to do them like you should come up if you can come up come off social media yeah or take away like the people who are doing that unfollow them or mute them or whatever yeah it's making you feel like like, I obviously have loads of people on it and I'm like oh I wish I had that body I wish I had this I wish I had that but I kind of come off the app and I forget about it two minutes later yeah but a lot of people do get really consumed by it so I'm like if you do you need to have the control to either unfollow these people and stop looking at what it is that's making you feel this way because the people that you're probably looking at also have their own insecurities as well and that actually is probably the case probably have more insecurities than than you do yeah you and I do and obviously I've always looked at people on socials and think oh my god like especially on holiday like this holiday I've just been on recently I definitely didn't feel comfortable in a bikini but I knew that I could do something about it and I knew it was all my own actions and I think I've come away thinking listen I don't want to have a washboard abs I actually know that's not achievable for me and the lifestyle that I would need to have that isn't really what I want to do because I still want to enjoy and have the balance. Mm-hmm. I'm all about balance. I just think if there wasn't social media, back when I was 18, I didn't give a fuck what I looked like when I was going on a night out. I did. Yeah, no. You had your little portable camera going on a night out and you, you developed the photographs and it was just the best thing ever. And I don't know, I just think there is a lot of pressure for people to look a certain way. And there's so many apps out there, editing apps now, some of them are terrifying and they look nothing like the person. And yeah. that's only resulting in pain for that person themselves rather than you really, because you're never going to learn to love yourself if you're editing yourself to an inch of its life. I know, and I know exactly. I know we've all probably been guilty of that, and but it is, it is sad that, that's, that they feel they need to do that. I also think like all loads of influencers and like people have a presence on social media anyway they now are really honest about what they've done in the past now they don't do it and you do see a difference in people yeah and also they've learned to love themselves a bit more you don't it's not all like perfect bodies anymore of what people think are perfect anyway like there is just such a mix now 
But yeah, I think if you really struggled, you should try and come away from it as much as you can. Sure. And also comparison is the thief of joy. If you're constantly comparing yourself to others, you're never going to find joy in yourself. And there's no one like you, is there really, I guess? Oh, so you actually just, see when you think about it, this is quite deep, right? Here we go. Here we go. How, how can you compare yourself to someone? Like there's so many things that are different about everyone. Yeah. Like nobody, like yeah, you're like oh, we're so similar, we like the same things, like we dress the same, all that. But you're you're a completely different person. Like see, actually in your head, you will think completely different things. Yeah. Like, cause everyone goes away from someone thinking, oh, I didn't agree with what they did, or didn't actually like that necklace. Like the smallest things. So you're not, you can't compare yourself to someone when you're your own person. Another one that I think a lot of people could relate to is twenty six. Is the age right? And just out a five. Great and a age, half, by the way. Me this year. And just out a five and a half year relationship, still mm. living at home because it's very expensive and feel like I'm failing because it feels like I'm starting from scratch Fuck. and the pressures are coming from family and comparing, no, comparing life, to social media. Life is just about to begin. That is iconic age to be single and just start afresh. Yep. I think that anyway, I, I had the best years of my life, like between 20, 24 and 26 was unreal. Yeah, I really did as well, actually. Well, probably like... 21 to 23, 4. Um, and she's also said that just ha- it's hard when it feels that you're behind failing compared to everyone the same age. But I, this is, people are putting like age brackets on things. But that depends what you look at. You know, if I looked at someone who was 26 and they were married and with children, you have to have that mindset. That's not what I want. Yeah. doesn't mean I'm failing. I don't want that. I'm happy for you. But that doesn't mean I'm behind. They've chosen to do that and that's what they wanted. I don't want that. But so, also, I just think, like, people hate being single late 20s, early 30s, right? But I'm like, well, you would rather be single right now than be with someone who you're not happy with or or have stayed with someone who you weren't happy with to then be single again yeah. at, like, 38 because then you're going to be in another panic. Yeah. If you're the type of person who thinks you should be doing certain things at certain ages, then... It's only going to work if you're happy doing these things because then again you're going to... Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just going to happen later on. Like so my, wouldn't you rather wait and, like, find the right person? Like, my mum... I know this is not what people probably want to hear, but, like, my mum and dad met their husband and wife at the time now in their 50s. And it's yeah. like, I know you, you don't want that, but they are so in love and it's like... Yeah, like, it is going to happen again. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's always going no to happen, you are. happen again for you. Like, you just need to... I don't know. Honestly, I'm such a believer of when you're not looking, they come. That is so true. Like, I really don't think you should search for someone because you will end up just settling for less. Yeah. And when you've got the mindset of, like, I'm happy being on my own, independent, I can do whatever I want, like, I don't need to think about anyone else. Yeah. You end up meeting someone. It's all about the law of attraction. I, I had really that mindset that. for literally a month and then Jason popped up. I was like, oh, could, could have gave me longer, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I do genuinely believe that, you know. You know, if you don't go yeah. out and look chasing for something or you believe it's going to come to you, it, it does happen. Yeah, I think that's well. a lot of things. Because you end up just, people start to like lower their standards, settle for less just because they so want that. And they panic. But it's like, what is it you want? Because it. you don't look around you and ever want someone else's relationship because that's just weird because you don't, obviously. Yeah. Unless it's like someone's still obsessed with their ex or something, they're like, no, I do want that person. But if it's not that case, like I wouldn't, like I love both you and Richard, but I wouldn't be like, well, I want, I want to be to. you. I want no, to have that. That's weird. Because it's weird because they're your own person and they have like their own things that they do and that's not you. Yeah. So 
I don't think you can look around and compare to other relationships because also every relationship has its bad days too. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. And you also don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Very true. This is a good one. I think, I don't know if you said it, but to have a career figured out early on, I think is one thing that I've always baffled me at school. Like, you know, when you're 18, mm-hmm. 16, 16, 16, 18, you've had, you have to decide at that point what you want to do in your career. I didn't even know. I obviously work in, I have a food page, which was a hobby. This is now my job. But I know, back then, when I was younger, Instagram wasn't even a thing. Yeah. So how would I even know back then what I wanted to do? I think I wanted to be a vet at one point until I realised you had to hurt animals. And then, <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it, you know, in, in a helping them way. Yeah. And then I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be everything you could possibly think of. And then I'm like, no. Then I went into fashion and I went into beauty. And then now yeah. I'm sitting here doing a podcast for you. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, here we are. But well, I remember my high school did it different because they gave us like two years to do your exams when it was actually one. But that meant that you started choosing your subjects and all that nonsense a year early. So after first year at high school, we had to choose our like eight subjects that we wanted to do. So you're literally 13 years old and you're choosing between Spanish and Italian. You're choosing between biology and chemistry. Stream, was that what they're called? I don't even remember. Don't and you're like, science got how? <laughs> Mine was like a non existent result. <laughs> what is it, an science. F or something? But you're actually deciding that at like 13, and then you also need to do it again when you're doing your hires, and then you need to do it again if you're choosing to go to college or uni. And my school is known for being like this good school, apparently, right? But they only focus on the people who are succeeding already. Because they want, obviously, to shout about the good people. Yeah, it looks good. Whereas I'm like, why, why are you not helping the people who are struggling? Like, they're not that academic, but they still want to do well. I also just feel like stupid. in schools, they needed to teach you about finances, mortgages. Why did they not tell you to start saving? Or Not that they sh- not that they can say, start saving now, right? Like, you don't have money when you're at school. You're at school, obviously, you're not working. I know, but, but to have some sort of They don't idea. tell you anything about... How to mortgages, bank, bank accounts, anything financial, and they also don't tell you about. There was something else that we were talking How about to the other day. Change a light bulb. Just <laughs> li- just life. Um, <laughs> breastfeeding, where you should do it and when to stop. I mean, uh, me and Zoe are probably not the person to speak about that. No, I have no idea on this, and it wrecks my but head. But I do. You, you breast- do see people say like it used to be a big judgment if you didn't. Yeah, that is. I because, see that. Yeah, because it it was all. It's obviously so much more natural, and it's supposed to be better and everything. But I think now it's maybe different because obviously, you know, your partner could then things have changed. Like this, what, what would you call it? Like the solutions you can make up. The, yeah, the milk Powdered that you can milk and things like that. Like that'll be also advanced compared to even yeah. twenty years ago. So I don't think it's as like frowned upon now to not breastfeed. But it also gives the dad like. The bonding as well because yeah. everything the mum needs to be everywhere at all times. Yeah, I've got if a you're breastfeeding, breastfeeds and the, her babies are really needed for her. Yeah, and you can like you need to do all the night feeds, you need to do all the day feeds. You can if you go out for lunch, you need to make sure you've either pumped it, it out in a bottle. But I also think as well in the upside to it. I mean, I don't know an awful lot, but is it like the nutrients and also the ease of just flopping your tit out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just I've got to sterilise bottles and stuff. <laughs> you sterilise your tit instead. <laughs> yeah. It's another one. But also, it's it. meant to be so sore. Yes. But I also. On. I could, no. I could actually be sick all Get the off floor. my nipple. But also, <laughs> good to lose the baby weight. Well, somebody's wrote here, pressure to lose baby weight. That is another thing. I know it's quite, what's the word? Not materialistic. Narcissistic? What is the word? Like vain. Vain. Apologies. 
vain to not want to have a baby simply because you I probably think I'll be a right fat bastard but I do think that is another thing pressure to lose it like oh she didn't snap back or we are not going to feel yourself at all are you once you're just the baby no you've got this like yeah your stomach does go down but it's going to be obviously untoned and whatever, but I'm like, well... You just I created was, life was, in there, hun. I was untoned before anyway, so what am I going to yeah, do now? Do you know true. What I, mean? I, I do think that is very true. But um, also, I think in these situations, like, you're just having... You've literally just given yourself full responsibility for a life, so don't take on the pressure exactly. of your body as well. Yeah. That's too much. It's amazing. It's just not important. Another one here, also engaged, well, they put kids. I've never wanted them, but everyone keeps telling me I do. Like, fuck off. If you don't want them and someone's telling you that you, you do, that's annoying. It's when, because people, because I've always said I'm not that keen. I don't know if I would want to. I would never, like, say never, but I've never, ever said, oh, I know I want kids. Like, that's not my mindset. But, and then people are like, but you might change your mind. You probably will change your mind. I'm like, will I? Maybe, maybe they will. But, but I'm like, well, will I? She seems you know? pretty adamant in this message. And then she followed it by saying, also engaged. And so she's engaged. Yeah. And the pressure of everyone and on their opinions of your wedding and when you're going to get married. That's another oh, yeah. thing. Keep it all to yourself. Yeah. Don't share your plans. Well, obviously, um, that was another thing that happened to me. I got asked to be a maid of honour. Oh, yes, you did. Very important Congrats, job. Congrats, Abby. Congrats. Like, she was, like, finding it overwhelming because she's, like, being engaged now isn't my personality trait. Like, can you can talk to me about other things. Yeah. Like, I, I still... Like, Abby's so ambitious, so she's, like, there's so much more I want to do in these two years leading up to my wedding than just, than plan just a planning wedding. a wedding. It's not all I want to talk about. Like, it's not my only focus. Yeah. And also, she was saying that a few people have said to her about quite traditional things, like, oh, so-and-so needs to do this on the big day, and, like, this needs to happen. She's like, does it need to happen? Because it's not happening. Yeah. Like, says who? Whose wedding is it? Mm-hmm. Yours or mine? Exactly. And says who? Who says it needs to happen? Um, the pressure of paying never-ending bills. Wish they taught you these things in school. So just reverting back slightly, mm-hmm. obviously, we've got some crisis going on at the moment. My electricity bill is £300 plus a month for a two-bed ground floor flat no wonder you never have that heating on <sighs> i'm allowed banned you're, but you're i just allowed. think that is that is bonkers that is yeah. a lot of money and thank honestly this is what i mean if i didn't live with richard and we shared that half 300 pound for that's not okay well people just simply can't afford it that's the problem so they're now having to choose between that and like how much food they can buy that's so sad like it's horrific horrific I think we're going to go into some sort of... Yeah, there's going to be a big a big thing happening, I'm assuming. But also, I saw, you know, you get news notifications on your phone and it was talking about British gas or... Oh, and, they made, and they've made... Some, some 10 billion. Million or, yeah. It was like billions and you're no like... No fucking wonder, matey boy. But I'm also like, see, even the news, that's just... That's just rubbing it in not people's good, faces. like, announcing that like, because people room. are really struggling. Like, yeah, yeah, read, read the, the room. room. Read the country. Read the room, fucking Sky News. <laughs> Like, it's just bizarre. I don't know. I think it does get... If it's your first kid, I think if you leave it till, like, f- late 30, early 40s, you can struggle. But if you've had one and then you have another... Like, my mum had Ben, really. Yeah. I was going to say really old. She's not old, but, um, like, early 40s. But because she? she'd already had two kids before... Yeah. They still say there's dangers, but you can still have a baby. And also, let's not forget, you could also adopt. Yeah, exactly. You can foster. There's so many other ways now. Or not have one. But... <laughs> Or just live your life. <laughs> but also, 
I think if you know you, you want kids, right? I think if you just educate yourself on the age kind of thing, because I'm, like, I'm totally clueless at what age you should really try and have it before for yeah. it to have no complications, like, to guarantee. This is what I mean. I don't even you want to know that information. Yeah. That's just too much for me. Don't need but to then, know it. Don't want to know. Don't care. I think as well, if you, but if you're so certain you want them, you just need to know the things so that you make sure that you don't miss the boat, if, if that's even a thing. Yeah, of course. And there's a lot of people that have also hit this stage of their life, think, I've not even seen the world, and they want to go off travelling for two years. Like, just do it. Do it. I know there's a bit of complications at the moment with still COVID kicking about, but if you really want to go and travel the world, do it now. Don't do it till yeah. later on in life. Well, you, obviously you can do it later on in life, but if you have the freedom yeah, to do it Yeah, but don't just keep putting off. and then yeah. Because you never know what could happen. You might end up accidentally falling pregnant or accidentally meeting the love of your life and then you've not done these things. Yeah, there's a lot of people just obviously saying things like, that, you know, there's somebody here that says, I want to get married and, ha- and have children, but I cannot conceive naturally. And that's also something that I think people just need to be aware of when they're asking this question, that there might be people out there that are later on in their 30s and they have a husband and they have this family. And then you ask the question, did you, did you not fancy kids then? You know, they probably, A, didn't want them, or B, they couldn't have them, or yeah. they're going through IVF or struggling. You just need to be a little bit more mindful, I think. But like I say, I, I personally don't mind the question being asked. It would be a different story if I knew I couldn't conceive, I think. Yeah. That would probably be quite Because you would hurtful. just have this anger that you would want to say, well, you don't even know my situation, yeah. so why are you asking? Like, if that was me, I think I would just... It would just be a trigger. Like, if anyone asked, I would just feel... Yeah. Raging. And also important to mention that... Well, not all these responses here, by the way, are women. There is actually guys in here saying saying the same thing. To have a house and marriage, kids, by the age I'm 30. I'm just looking at what's on people's plates this week. And I'm laughing at this one. Deep breaths only. I'm trying to be skinny. <laughs> Less of that. That's me until my holiday. <laughs> But what I do like is a barbecue. Barbecue, not barbecue weather today. I'm jealous if you've got a nice weather. But I do love a barbecue. Love them. I just love how you can have so many different things, like in the one grill. It's kind of acceptable to really mismatch your food. Mm -hmm. Like I love having a baked potato. Yes. With a barbecue. Then you've got like a burger. Yeah. But then you might have a chicken skewer with pepper on it. (laughs) Then you've got your salad. And then my dad does hot dogs. I do have a barbecue. Not that I've had yeah. many up here, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we don't get the weather enough, no. that's why. But also my dad has invited us over for a couple of barbecues recently and then we go and he just makes all the food in the oven. Because that's not a barbecue, like, mate. Like easier, mate. Somebody wrote here, uh, Hello Fresh. You know, Hello Fresh asked to work with me not long ago. So basically, just to be short and sweet on this one, I used to love Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh was phenomenal back then. There's a lot of people that still love it out there. And I ended up getting it again because I couldn't be bothered to think a few things. And oh my God, the quality of the product went downhill massively. Every week was, was so it? bad, so bad. And they ended up emailing me, asking to work with me. And I thought, mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. And I said, I, I, I actually, was pure Karen, replied to me like, I'm, I used to love you, but now you're shit. <laughs> I didn't say that. You've but, actually went downhill, whole yeah. fresh, sorry. No, I just said that I just, it would be wrong of me to promote your product because I don't... You I don't like I, it anymore. No, I don't think it was good. And it's a shame because I genuinely used to love it. Maybe it's hit and miss, I think people don't ever get it wrong, but I had three consecutive boxes that were shocking. The quality yeah. of the meat, no. I understand that's what happens when things get really big and popular, but... Yeah. But I also just think it kind of defeats the purpose of what you do it's like you kind of come up with recipes quick and easy ones majority of the time of things that you probably have in yeah 
your cupboards. My, or my like, style of recipe is probably quite similar to HelloFresh. Yeah. Better, the whole pictures Like, and you stuff. don't need HelloFresh to tell you what to. Yeah. Like, I get the benefit because, especially if you Portion. are really busy, it just all comes. You've got exactly what you need to pair dish, pair portion, yeah. like, all of that. We got it a few times when I still lived at home. And it gives you ideas because then you can maybe do it for a few months and then you've got like 10 new recipes that you love to make. Yeah. Somebody's having JJF Cajun pasta, the one with the filly. I have it every almost every week. Good choice, darling. I've not had that in a while, actually. I made, I made it when you first... Oh, so good. Brought it out. What's your favourite JJF recipe? Probably still the sausage pasta. Oh, iconic. Remember we did the live... That I was so that. fun. You should do another life. Oh no, I know, but I was I'm too nervous for stuff like that. Everyone write in and tell Jess you need to do a live. Yeah, but no one will no one will do it with me now because we're not in lockdown. Yes, they will. People love their house now. People don't like going out. It's not a thing anymore. <laughs> Everyone stay indoors. Let's have a little remember we got I got so pissed, didn't I? I had that 19 crimes wine and I had the whole so bottle. Did I. Everyone was pissed on it. It was so much fun. <laughs> Listen to Magic Soul. Great times, great times. Okay, so I think that's everything we have on this week's pod. I really hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any opinions or you would like to elaborate on anything that we've said, we would love to hear from you. Our messages are always open. We're all with you. We hear you guys and we're in the same boat. And please also don't take anything we say as gospel because we are just here chatting shit. We have no idea what we're talking about. And giving our opinions, which could be absolute Nonsense. nonsense. You can send us DM on our personal pages or on our at a loss on your plate pod on Instagram. We maybe will try and get set up an email if we need be, but you could always email me at jess at justjessfood.com. Little wee plug there. Don't email me because I won't email you back. Yeah, okay, she won't. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. We cannot wait to get rolling. Oh, do you hear my stomach rumble then? I'm starving. Yeah, I'm starving as well. What's, what are you having for dinner tonight? Oh, I don't know. It's a Sunday. I love a Sunday roast. Me too. I can't be asked to cook one. And no. you guys can't do them up here, so fucked it. No, we can. It's just not up to your standard. Listen, somebody said to me one time, they're like, I had this debate and they said to me, you haven't tried a Sunday roast until you've been to blah, 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 blah in fucking Perthshire or whatever it was. They sent me the picture. Number one, it was on a chopping board. That's too fancy for me. And it had baby corn and monge too on it. No. No. But also... Not interested. The only thing I can eat off a chopping board which I do in the house, is like a homemade burger and then chips and a little dish. A little dish, yeah. That's like nice I can't fancy, eat anything yeah. else off a chopping board. Like, it's not... And washing them's horrible. They go kind of soggy. It's horrible. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I will slag Scotland for. But but you know what? When I said it, and obviously people are like, what do you mean it's just a Sunday roast? There is multiple people that were Scottish, a lot of people that now live in England, they message me saying, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It is just different. Same as your Chinese takeaway up here is elite... Maybe maybe that's just in Glasgow. And your chippies, actually. Yeah. Maybe not. Chippies are good, like, down south near the seaside. But... Yeah, like the wee traditional ones. Yeah. But you do a Chinese takeaway like no other. I never want a Chinese. Same. Can't. Deep no. breaths only. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breaths only till holiday. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. And we will be here next week, every Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer.